1: across the uk online and on dab a
0: mid-morning dance with the devil
1: the independent republic of mike graham
0: get up to the minute news flashes instant reaction and expert analysis from some of the biggest names in westminster the
1: independent republic of mike graham
0: live from westminster on talk radio
2: Welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio, coming live right at you here on The Green, back at Westminster for a fourth day, because of course, uh, time waits for no one, the government still seems to be struggling and straining its way through the Brexit negotiations, and that's only uh, with its own cabinet, just when you thought it couldn't get any more ridiculous down here, the mother of all parliaments, Theresa May endured perhaps her greatest humiliation yet last night, when her authority drained away almost as quickly as her voice is disappearing. The Prime Minister suffered yet another defeat in the House of Commons, when her own cabinet minister's refused to do, as they were told, and helped Labour block a no-deal Brexit. She lost by just four votes, but the fact that she couldn't even rely on her closest colleagues tells us everything about the sorry state of her leadership. Nevertheless, though, she fights on like some kind of indestructible zombie, and we hear this morning that she may well be preparing to present her Brexit withdrawal deal for a third time next week, and guess what? She might even have a position actually strengthened. Today, there's more plotting and manoeuvring, and we'll bring you every twist and turn right here from the mother of all parliaments. 0344 499 As usual, we'll have a host of pundits and politicians on the show this morning. But most importantly, uh, we want to hear from all of you as well. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, on Talk Radio Live from Westminster.
0: The fallout, the fury, the future.
1: The independent republic of Mike Graham. Live from
0: Westminster. order on Talk Radio.
2: A very good morning to you, and welcome back to the Tent of Shame here on Westminster's College Green, where uh, today there will be more shenanigans going on behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. Uh, there'll be people throwing themselves into the river, there'll be people making all kinds of promises. Some people trying to kill off the Prime Minister, other people trying to kill off other sections of the party. The Labour Party still arguing uh, whether or not it's time for a second referendum. There's been a new amendment put forward. Today, I'm delighted to say we start the show off uh, with two stalwarts of Westminster Mr. John Mann, Labour MP for Bassett Law, uh, and Alberto. Costa, Tory MP for South Leicestershire. Morning to both of you, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Uh, let's start with uh, Alberto, first of all. Alberto, I mean, you're a guy who resigned your, your ministerial sh- uh, uh, job on the basis that you didn't uh, feel happy about an amendment that was going on to do with uh, EU citizenship and EU membership of, uh, of, of people living in this country and and people from here living uh, in the rest of Europe as well. Suddenly last night we get a bunch of ministers who refuse to do what they're supposed to do on a three-line whip. How do you feel about that?
3: Well, of course, I put forward an amendment. Yeah. It was called the cost amendment and the convention is, as a junior ministerial aid, if you put forward an amendment, uh, you are meant to resign. So that is what happened and uh, my amendment was unanimously passed by the House of Commons and indeed had the full support of the government. And it was the first time in the last two and a half years during this Brexit debate that the House of Commons actually coalesced, Mike, around something very positive, which was to protect the rights of British citizens living in the EU and EU nationals living here in the United Kingdom. And I think that was something I'm very proud of and I'm very proud that the House of Commons Came around now. Look, what happened last night? Actually, um, it's funny. Uh, there's always, uh, perhaps, sometimes method in madness. And there's this morning, I don't see very well, much method.
0: Well,
4: indeed.
3: But this morning, it is strongly arguable that the prime minister is in a much better place than she was this time yesterday. And the reason I say that is that uh, she's put, she's putting forward an amendment, a motion rather today, which makes clear that she will be bringing forward another meaningful vote third vote next week and the choice for those that have not voted for that deal And i know that john has voted for it i voted for the deal the choice is this if we do not vote for a smooth and orderly exit out of the eu we may not have brexit so i think those who those who have not voted for the prime minister's deal, on the basis that they want some sort of pure, um, ideologically driven exit, they might lose what they fought for uh, in many cases for decades. So I would urge them, and I would urge your listeners actually, to contact those MPs that have not backed the prime minister to say, "Look, get on with it. Back the PM next week. Back a deal." pass it in the House of Commons and let's get out of the EU respecting the EU referendum result
2: OK well, so, well let's talk to John Mann here because John you have been uh, what well, can only be described as a bit of a thorn in the side of the Labour Party over these votes that you've been uh, going for with the government and um, would with, you with,
4: with the people uh, with the
2: people well I mean that depends on the, which people you're talking about well, we the, get, I'm,
4: I'm talking about the majority
2: <laughs> well we get a lot of people who call us and say it's all very well saying that we can't leave without a deal but actually most of them we're quite happy to leave without a deal. Now, the argument, of course, is that they may not understand the wherewithal and the ins and outs of all of that going on. Um, do you see the Prime Minister as being more strengthened this morning than, uh, than she was yesterday?
4: Well, ironically, uh, weakness in getting a vote through is strength sometimes. So uh, uh, if the Prime Minister was too strong, but not strong enough, she'd have no chance. Mm. The fact that uh, she's weak, ironically, makes it somewhat more likely that she could get a deal through. Um, the the maths are very simple. A no deal, which was basically booted out last night, but on an actual vote on legislation would we'll go down three or four to one in here. I've put down with others and instigated uh, a, an amendment today to try and knock the referendum on the head. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Because there is no majority in my view, but we want to prove that one way or other. If there's a majority for a referendum, then there'll be one. Parliament will decide and that'll be the law. I don't think there is. I think that should be knocked on the head. Then we're in a stronger position say, look, there is a deal. People keep calling it the Prime Minister's deal. It's the EU's deal as well. That's a weakness as well as a strength. Mm. But the beauty of it is that we can go as an independent country, go our own way without creating massive amounts of hassle for business that means job losses less tax coming in and for every one of your listeners so that you know i, I don't want to be in a situation where someone's trying to go on holiday in spain uh, and they need a lot of paperwork they can't get they can't get there or if they're there they're ill they can't go in a hospital, mm. or if they yeah. you know, they die there, they can't get the money back. People, that kind of stuff, I'm one of those people. That's normal old life. Enough. I'm normal one of those life, people. old continue. enough to remember
2: going to Spain before we were in the uh, European Community, and actually, it wasn't a problem at all. We used to get on a ferry in Southampton, arrive in Bilbao in a British car with GB all over it. We had an international driving license, and away we went. You well, were lucky. And That was a deal. And we yeah, went all was, the way down to Valencia, and, and,
4: and in that there were t- there were several deals. One deal is about whether ferries can go in certain waters. That was a deal, or several deals at the time. There was a deal on whether that ferry could dock in Spain. That was a deal. There was a deal whether you were allowed into Spain and back into the... Inter- I was only that nine, was but I wasn't much of a danger. There was an extra deal on whether children and children's yeah. passports would be allowed. Yeah, but that, that was all there, though, so, wasn't it? Uh, it? It was, but th- th- and that can be there in the future, mm-hmm. but it can't... Wh- when people say no deal, we're actually talking tens of thousands of individual deals just for that kind of stuff sure. to happen. No, I get that. And that's, that's, that's why... But could inevitably, could inevitably it, done, it would happen, wouldn't could it, it? be just... done? Inevitably it would, but how long would it take? I, I, my estimate, and I've done a lot of talking and researching in this, it would be about 10 years. So we'd have 10 years of problems. And the biggest problem isn't actually whether me or you can get into Spain. Um, it's whether businesses... Can carry on trading and whether we don't get done over by the Germans and the French who'll use this as an opportunity to knacker our industry in that 10 years. That's why I'm in favour of having a deal after 10 years we'll have gone our own way. We'll be an independent country, they'll be the European Union we'll still talk to each other but they won't be telling us what to do, we won't be telling Mm -hmm. them what to do we'll be living life normally I just want to make sure it's smooth and none of your listeners and critically, none of their jobs are messed up by doing it. That's achievable. Okay. Work.
2: Well, at the moment, it's not very smooth. At the moment, many of them would say that the shenanigans going on behind us here in the Palace of Westminster are causing their lives untold ruin. But that's another well, story. Well, we'd altogether. agree with that. And you probably <laughs> would. And probably would your lives are being caused ruin <laughs> as well. Alberto, what do you think the EU is up to today? Uh, When Donald Tusk comes out and says basically completely against the run of play, you might say, um, we're happy to uh, offer a a long extension of Article 50, providing Britain uh, wants to go away and come back with a better deal, which they can all agree on.
3: Well, before I answer that, just Mike, you were talking about your childhood going yeah. to Spain. The difference between our childhoods 40 odd years ago mm. is that there are tens of millions of passenger movements on low cost carriers alone. Things are a hundredfold more complex today than they were 40 years ago. And John's absolutely right. It would take at least a decade to get all these individual mm. uh,
2: arrangements what done. It, this but this is why, take, this is why the deal is so important. And no, but, I, I would well, say, let me just that, ask you a question. Yeah. If it's going to take a decade to do all those things individually, what makes you think you can do them all uh, collectively in 10 days?
3: Because it's in the interests of both the EU and the United Kingdom. That's why we have a deal. And John's absolutely right. I totally agree with him. Let's get this deal done. It's a divorce agreement, that's all it is, it will then give us the opportunity to discuss what we actually want is a future with the EU and we've got an enormous amount of opportunity and we can work cross-party and importantly I think we should bring in your listeners and bring in the country into this debate, what type of they're future, they're in it every day, what type of future I'm, I'm glad because I listen to your show, what type of future relationship do we want with the European Union? That is yet to be discussed Yes, and I look forward to but that But most debate.
2: of our listeners, and I don't wish to speak for all of them because obviously they not all speaking as one. But most of them will say things like, well, the Germans are not going to not s- sell us cars. You know, the French are not going to want to sell us sh- champagne. The Italians are not going to want to give up on the sure. Prosecco that they give us because we are a massive export yeah. for them. And that's not going to suddenly d- dry up, is it?
3: No, but the danger is, as a lawyer, we're talking about coming out of a legal system. Mm. It's not a question of drying up or not. Is what... Will the legal system be without a deal? Yes. Well, so I've we worked with loads have...
2: of lawyers in my time, and I can tell you they are the greatest people on earth for stopping anything from happening. They do not make things happen. They just you, stop them from happening. You know,
3: when when you, when you <laughs> want to buy a house, you go to a lawyer. If you you're in to. trouble with the law, you go to a lawyer. You you're always to. the last one to criticise a lawyer when you need them. Listen, but... <laughs> I,
2: I've, I've got lots of lawyers who are friends of mine, you know, but they themselves would admit that they are all about the detail. They're all about picking up little bits and pieces and finding ways to frustrate... This is the a rest democracy.
3: Of John's point was very valid. Mm. He simply said... Feel if we free to jump in, John, at any time, by the way. Right. There's, no, there's no law here on being nice. <laughs> well, you actually, can just, John just explained it in. well about all uh, the arrangements that would be needed. Look, let's get out of the EU. We've got a deal on the table. Let's get out of the EU. And then let, allow John and myself and then the rest of the country to debate in the months ahead what sort of future
4: relationship mm. we and, actually and want I, with the EU. What, what the listeners need to understand, because it's a fact... Yeah, the Germans will sell us their cars for as long as we'll buy them. Mm. Might cost more, but they'll sell us them. But are they going to allow us just to go sell all our stuff there? Of course they're not. You see, what we do is we actually throw them a huge advantage if we don't have a deal. Because they can say, well, hang on a minute, we'll do your deal on cars. And we'll be saying, well, we want to do a deal on banking or on oil or on gas they ain't got any we've got some to sell well that's the point of all these different deals what what this deal does is it keeps what's there in terms of the basic stuff while we negotiate all the minutiae and that minutiae is critical yes every little bit is whether you can get into spain on a ferry whether that ferry can cross the water whether it can dock all those routine stuff we take for granted. I got into
2: Burt Reynolds' back garden when I was working in America, right, so don't worry about me getting into Spain. Nobody's going to stop me. Do you me. want
4: to advertise that, Mike? <laughs> no, well, he's dead now, so, I mean,
2: there's nothing you can do.
4: Before Never speak well, ill it, of the dead. <laughs> I'm not speaking ill of the dead. Going to say, and, the, uh, and the arrest warrants is another one.
2: <laughs> that was uh, also statute of limitations, as you lawyers would know. Uh, it's gone way, way, way uh, long way away. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we all believe that uh, that commerce exists outside of politics. Politics does not create commerce. Commerce creates a great many things, including a Jobs, and it's still being seen by loads of people. And I take both your points on board, and you're both not uh, speaking anything but the truth. But an awful lot of people out there are so frustrated. I mean, you will you will know, John. That I hear every single day these parliamentarians are wasting their time. They're wasting our time. We're never going to vote for the two main parties again. There's a lot of that out
4: there. Of course, there is. Uh, listen, how do you think we feel? <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're dealing with these we're dealing with these people in here sat on the, the majority, mm. sitting on the fence, playing their games, still doing it today. And, uh, uh, and if I may say, the media giving them plenty of space yep. to talk their...
1: To well, talk you know, their, this is how talk you find solutions, bull, isn't it? To this talk is how you find bull, solutions.
4: You know, whereas... What we're saying is, get on <laughs> with it. Get on with, get, it. get on with it. Get on with it. We've got unity. Labour MP can Listen, you unity. Listen, you guys should join on, the, uh, should the, uh, the ticker,
2: shouldn't you? I mean, you guys no, are all, lining not, up not for that. The looks of it.
3: John and I absolutely agree on this for one very simple reason. Hmm. We absolutely understand what's in the best interest of our country and our constituents and your listeners. And what's in the best interest is we respect the referendum result We come out of the EU in a smooth and orderly manner. Let's just get on with it. That is the message that Theresa May has. That's the message that John has. That's the message that I have. And actually, I think most of your listeners just want us to get on with it in a smooth and orderly manner.
4: And let me get on then with battling for the NHS, schools. Mm -hmm. You know, where me and Albert may well be in totally different camps and arguments on. The big issues that have not been dealt with Mm. in this country. You know, policing, law and order, crime, how we deal with that. Massive issues. Instead, we have these people sat on their hands in here, day in, day out, trying to be cleverer than one another with this parliamentary procedure or that parliamentary procedure. People don't understand. Get on with it, vote it through and let's get on with our lives. Exactly. And let the country get on with its lives. Absolutely right. And tell
2: us about what's going to happen tonight, because there's going to be more kind of, you know, intrigue, I suppose you might yeah. say. There's going to be more ducking and diving, you know, deals being done behind the scenes. We're hearing that it may well be that the Article 50 extension doesn't get a win
3: tonight. Well, I, I, look, I'm going to be supporting the Prime Minister. Let's be very clear. The Prime Minister's come out with what Is I Is she consider- going to change her
2: mind again, I'd, as she did yesterday? I
3: don't think she changed her mind. What, what, she had no choice, because the amendment which... Both John and I voted against mm. and which Caroline Spellman wanted to withdraw from uh, that amendment became the substantive government motion so and I then abstained from that so it, the, the, where we are is this the motion that the prime minister is putting forward is back her deal next week and all we need is a small extension which mm. the EU will grant and think, the deal? The, I, think is deal? I think your listeners will accept I think your I think I think your listeners will accept a small extension if only to get this deal over the line mm. and get the necessary legislation in place. And then by small extension, I'm talking about weeks, a couple of months, yeah. nothing longer than that. The so th- you wouldn't the-
2: anticipate us being in the May elections for Europe, then? I hope not. Mm.
3: I hope not. I hope the House of Commons does not put... we better not,
4: That's be. indeed... Well, that would a few, Bob, as well, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine... I, mean, no. I, uh, I mean, I
2: don't think I could stand it. I think I'd have to emigrate well,
4: to you. Well, I I'll tell you, I'll, tell you <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be... I'll be... <laughs> That, uh, let me just let the listeners know. I, if that happens, I'll be on strike for that period of time. Right. I'll be happy to donate my salary to charity. But I shall go on holiday. Uh, European elections. Europe you or must elsewhere? Be... Outside of Europe? Where oh, you go? Oh, I might go to America. Oh, OK. If I, <laughs> if <laughs> I, if you I get need, a treaty envoy, it will give me I a, I a pre- visa. To fill out, Donald <laughs> <if> <laughs> lets me Well, in. there we go. There's another
2: good example where I go to America an awful lot. We've got a non uh, 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 We've got a visa waiver program there. You pay him something That's like he's paying. an agreement. 12, yeah. Paying. yeah, well, it's it's an, can, an, yeah, it just it it shows it's to possible it it to it took, do, isn't it? It, it yeah. took
4: a couple of years to yeah, sort yeah. out. It's a good, no, agreement. It it a good,
2: good all, agreement. No, we've always had that. We've always had the ability to go to America on holiday. And sometimes you had to fill no, out a form, the, the, and the, sometimes you
4: didn't. Yeah, listen, yeah. you you know, well, you used to have to queue for ages to yeah. get in now. You still do. You it's quicker. Still I, live, do it. I lived know, in America. I yeah. at JFK, hey, right? I'll, have, I'll have a word about You're the, landed, you the JFK. kind of views you need to get. No, yeah, exactly. you
2: land at JFK. I got, I, I got
4: in with you three minutes last time. You I go to there. the Porsche three I had to marry an American woman to do that, for that you sake. But
2: I, you know, that's another story, with more lawyers. But you know, we're not going to go uh, there. Again,
3: you go to the lawyers when you need them. Yeah, well, yeah, when you have to. Now,
2: finally, sorry, guys, we are running out of time. My producer's starting to make noises that I should shut up. But I've got three hours of this. John, what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to vote for?
4: Yeah, I shall vote for anything that gets this deal through and gets us out of the EU.
2: Okay, John Mann and Alberto Costa, thank you very much indeed for joining us. I want to hear from some of you out there. These guys, most lively two we've had all week, I think. (laughs) 0344 499 1000. And they're on the same page, and they're from different parties. There is a future
0: for Brexit. This is Talk Radio. Get up-to-the-minute news flashes, instant reaction, and expert analysis.
1: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham.
0: Live from Westminster. Order! On Talk Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, right here in Westminster. We're down on College Green where the sun has miraculously come back out again. We've had a downpour, uh, so it looked a bit dark there for a moment. It's a bit like being Theresa May at the moment, I suspect. Just when you think uh, everything's going to go just quite fine for you, uh, suddenly it all goes horribly wrong. The heavens open and you get soaking wet and you have to go back and change your coat. She's been given a hard time, by the way, for wearing what she calls a lucky coat because it's not a very nice coat. This coming from Janet Street Porter, by the way. Uh, what I don't mind is what sort of coat she wears, but I certainly wouldn't call it lucky because she doesn't appear to be very lucky at the moment. Um, here's one from uh, Sirius, who says, Why was that woman telling Leavers they all had different ideas of what leave meant? It meant one thing to leave the European Union. What is confusing about that? And Jane says, We could have a referendum uh, on whether we wish the current Parliament to continue. Yes, we carry on with them. If no, then we have a general election. Well, I'm joined now uh, by Caroline Lucas, uh, who is sitting currently in the Parliament uh, and is, of course, with the Green Party from Brighton. Caroline, a very good, uh, well, it's not quite afternoon, but a very nice, sunny morning. Very, at the
5: moment, it is. The Very nice to see. Very
2: changeable weather at the moment. Very changeable over there in the House of Commons as well. Um, You were there last night. You voted, I believe, to reject a no deal option on, on Brexit. You've also voted not to back Theresa May's deal. There's talk now that she's going to bring it back for a third time. Presumably you'll vote against that again.
5: I will, and I think probably a majority in Parliament will. I mean, I just think the way that she is shamelessly trying to blackmail MPs into supporting a deal that they've already turned down twice, both time in historic proportions, is is quite incredible. So um, I think that she needs to change course. I think at the very least what she needs to do is to put her deal to the people because she's not going to get it through Parliament. So let's see what the people think about it. Um, But but certainly she's she's shameless. She is um, out of control. Um, and she's playing political games.
2: If there was a different deal, would you see yourself ever voting for something like that? I mean, what sort of deal would you like to see of her producing, if you like? I mean, if she was to get uh, into a conversation with the other parties and, and uh, the opposition and maybe try and find some way forward, what, what sort of deal would you agree to?
5: Well, I think at the very least it needs to do what they promised that this one was supposed to do, which was to deliver the exact same benefits, and yet in the... Two and a half, almost three years since the 2016 referendum, I think it's become very clear that there is no deal out there that is going to have the exact same benefits. So I think they should probably accept that they have sold uh, something on a false prospectus because they told us that we would be able to have all of this extra money, that we would have the exact same benefits, that there would be frictionless trade. Uh, No one was talking then about the dangers of a hard border in Ireland you know, And all of these things have become apparent since that 2016 referendum result. So that is why I say again that it needs to go back to the people so that they can make a judgment in the light of the new information that we all have.
2: But all the people could then do would be to say they didn't like this particular deal. It wouldn't necessarily negate what they'd already asked to do, which would be to leave the European Union, surely.
5: Well, they asked to leave the European Union, but uh, uh, notwithstanding what, what, what some of your uh, listeners said a moment ago, It isn't actually that clear what that meant. And and that's made very obvious by the fact that you've got people like Boris Johnson, who absolutely hate the Prime Minister's deal. Nonetheless, that was a deal that he had a part in negotiating. Then David Davis did. Then Dominic Raab did. You know, they've had some pretty strong brexiters trying to negotiate this thing if this is the best they've been able to come up with then it feels to me that that tells the country that is the best you're going to be able to do so therefore it doesn't seem unreasonable to me for that to be the thing that goes to the country to be voted on and if people like it then let's use the kyle wilson amendment this is that amendment you might remember that means that whatever happens in that referendum goes instantly into law it runs it doesn't run any risk of having a third referendum or a fourth or a fifth Mm. essentially if that deal were put to the people if they want it Then it happens, and if they don't, then we remain.
2: But I just had a conversation (laughs) with Stephanie Lloyd from Progress, and I said if you were going to be that specific about how we leave, wouldn't you have to also be specific about how we remain? Because a lot of people want to leave because they did not like the arrangement uh, that currently exists between us and the European Union, for good or ill. Um, But you you say you open another sort of can of worms there by trying to get people to be very specific. And I think what we have found from all of these negotiations is that you can't find two people who agree on one thing. I mean, everybody wants something different, and you can't in the end do anything about that other than to try and hold it all together, which is what she's tried to do. I'm not saying she's done a great job of it, but that's what she's been sort of, you know, tasked with doing. And she hasn't been helped by Parliament because Parliament has continually put obstacles in her way.
5: Well, I would say she probably could have got a majority. She wouldn't have won my vote for it, but she probably could have got a majority if she had reached out and got rid of some of her red lines, and, and then there might be a, a, a majority in Parliament for all I know for a, a much softer Brexit if she'd done that at the beginning rather than constantly giving way to the more extreme members of her own party, the ERG and so forth. So she made a political decision there about how she wanted to run her strategy. But, but we are where we are, and, and, and you're quite right, Parliament does seem incapable of, of coming up with a consensus over what it does want, And to be honest, that just reinforces my view that that is why it needs to go back to the people. Parliament has been wrestling with this for nigh on three years, including having very prominent Brexiteers in the driving seat. This is the best they've managed to come up with. It's a mess in my view, but nonetheless... Let's see what people think about it. But
2: you're supposed to be the, the, the sort of professional negotiators. You know, you're the guys that are professional politicians. You're supposed to be the ones that find ways through various kind of problems, which are ideological or otherwise. How would you expect the, the British people to take that on if you guys haven't been able to do it for two and a half years?
5: I I think that we can't do it because there are different views being asserted about what the British people want. So, you know, you'll have one person saying that the (laughs) 17.4 million people who voted leave meant, you know the most extreme brexit possible out of the customs union out of the single market hard border in ireland you'll have others who have a very different view and i know that because i've been travelling around the country talking to people who voted leave and i know there are you know many hundreds of different yep. reasons that people voted leave and that's leave. not going to change so is it? but it means that you can't try to encapsulate that By 650 people in Parliament. It means that we need to go back to the people so that they have their views. But in a way, that's
2: your job, though, right? Because you're never going to change that. There is still going to be uh, people who have different views of why they want to leave Europe, what sort of way they want to leave Europe, but they want to leave. There's only one way to to encompass all of their thoughts, and that is to say, in one sentence, we're leaving.
5: Well, I think that. It would be more accurate, more reflective of true public opinion to go out to the country again so that you've got um, um, many more voices being heard in in that vote. But I also think that the the people's vote enables us to move forward, because right now, as we keep saying, however much we might wish it otherwise, however much people might feel frustrated with MPs, and I completely understand that, the last few weeks have demonstrated that we haven't managed to find a way forward. So In order to give certainty to the businesses up and down the country that are tearing their hair out, businesses in Brighton that have been talking to me saying they just don't know how to make investment decisions, how to plan into the future because everything is so unknown, it feels to me that the least worst option, and there are no good options from where we are right now, but the least worst option would be to go back to the people and get their view.
2: And what about tonight? There's going to be a whole selection of different things that are sort of a cornucopia, if you like, of uh, amendments and different things that you can vote for and against and all the rest of it. What's going to happen tonight and what's your role in it?
5: Well, we haven't had the Speaker's selection of the amendments yet, so we don't know which of those cornucopia of of amendments we'll actually get to vote on. I think the crucial ones are the ones that establish that we need some kind of extension to Article 50. And I think, you know, the Prime Minister herself would acknowledge that even if we were to, you know, even if there were to be a majority for her deal next week, all of the extra laws that would need to be changed in time for the 29th of March, couldn't be done in that time period. So the bottom line is we're going to need an extension. So what will happen tonight is is a debate about the length of that extension, I think. Uh, And and in in my view, we we, we shouldn't time limit it. We should have the time that's needed in order to find a resolution to this. So yours
2: yours isn't to infinity, as it were. Uh, and well, beyond. I don't think I don't think
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the commission would give us to an infinity and beyond, but they might give us to at the end of the year, for example, right. which would seem to me a more reasonable uh, amount of time in order to be able to have time, for example, to put whatever deal comes back to uh, to, to the people. There are also amendments on, on there, which are about a people's vote. I, I don't feel this week is about that. I think that's more likely to happen next week. Um, and I think what we'll be able to demonstrate next week is that there are certainly more people who would support a people's vote than would support her deal. And that, that is a step forward.
2: Okay, Karen Lucas, thank you very much thank you. indeed.
6: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
0: Get started today at plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. That's plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. The fallout. The fury. The future.
1: The independent republic of Mike Graham.
0: Live from Westminster. Uh, order on Talk Radio. Talk Radio.
2: Now, it's very nice to see both of you sitting here in the Talk Radio tent of shame once again. Luckily, we've been able to move out of it slightly because the rain has stopped falling. David Wooding, of course, a uh, long-time mate of mine, unfortunately also a Liverpool fan, Uh, every time we book him, it's just after a massive Liverpool victory. I don't know how you manage it, Mr Wooding.
6: Well, we have to have somebody who's doing a good job in Europe at the moment. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, it's my team. Well, exactly right. Oh, so all, I'd give you, I'd all four English teams, four yeah, English teams in up.
2: Europe. Uh, as our sports reporter uh, Ben said earlier on, and he said at least some people actually want to get into Europe rather than just get out of it all the time. But <laughs> let's talk to Tim Farron straight away because, Tim, obviously the Lib Dems the only party that want to stay in Europe and are only the, one, the only party in Parliament that are kind of united, really, on that. Because every other party doesn't seem to be united on anything. Uh, no, I mean, I
7: uh, from the, the day that the last referendum took place, I uh, took the view when I, when I was leader that um, the only way to conclude this democratically was by um, giving the people the final say on whatever deal the Prime Minister would come up with. Um, I thought that then, I think it even more now. I, I, whatever one thinks of Theresa May's deal... I actually think it is the best she could have got given the red lines that she set herself. In which case, you put that to the British people, if they like it, um, then that's the terms on which we leave. And if not, we stay with where we are. I think there isn't a nice, easy way out of this mess. And the referendum on the deal is the least messy, the most democratic and the most straightforward, but still not you I've know, got actually not a bit, an
2: even better idea because every time we get anyone on here talking about having a second referendum, and Caroline Lucas was here just a few uh, sure. moments ago. They are absolute pelters from our listeners because they say, no, why should we have to vote twice to get what we want when the Remainers only so have the, to
7: vote once? So, I, I mean, I, I understand the simplicity of that argument, um, and it's, uh, I think it's, it's debunked harsh. Debunked by, well, it's a simple, and that means it's a good argument, <laughs> but all the arguments are best the simple, but true. not always right. And, and I debunk it simply by this. So let's pick Boris Johnson, Michael Gove as two perfect examples here. They are both utterly committed to leaving, and they both voted in different lobbies uh, throughout this last few weeks, proving that leave was a much vaguer proposition than we think it was. Yeah, but um, they're voting
2: politically, aren't they? They're well, not voting w- for w- one a of them They're not voting not so, to leave.
7: So, well, well one thinks that Leave or Brexit is only seen in no deal or something much um, better from their point of view than Theresa May's deal. And one thing, Theresa May's deal is and always has been uh, Brexit and sufficiently Brexit. There are other people who think we should do a in Norway. The point is that leave could mean at least three different things. And that's not knocking anybody who voted leave. The only person I've been pointing the finger at is David Cameron for putting such a vague question mm. on the ballot paper. But you
2: can't get, you can't get complicated with referenda. Tr- well, the you problem shouldn't have referendums in the well, first place. I mean, no, well, you should have said that at the time.
7: <laughs> yeah. Well, quite. I mean... So people like me voted against the triggering of Article 50, spoke out against this, made sure that we didn't follow uh, suit by offering a referendum in our manifesto. That doesn't mean the British people's um, opinion on this is anything other than sacrosanct. My problem in all this is that... We were set a question in 2016 uh, where Remain, for all its warts and all, was a clear proposition. Um, leave, as it turns out, isn't. And the very fact that you've got committed Brexiteers who I respect both for and against Theresa May's deal proves that leave was a vague question and therefore there isn't a 52% anymore. Um, I don't know what percentage it is, but there'll be some in favour of leaving with no deal, some in favour of Mrs May's deal, some in favour of Norway, some in favour of other stuff. Mm, so where's the majority? All, but, it's for well, nothing.
2: But it's your it's your god's I I've said this to every politician sat in that chair. It is your job to make that work. What well, to interpret it is what your, the people yeah, meant. It's not your job to interpret it. It's just your well, job to make it work. But, wi- but what work? Um, Leaving. Uh, yeah, but which it's very version? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, it does to some you people. Go, well, it doesn't matter to most people because most ordinary people out there just want to leave. But let's talk to David Wooding, who's here. Uh, is this an insoluble problem, David?
6: Well, it's like one of those mazes that you go into and every, every avenue you go down, you come to a dead end and you look at all the various options and you find uh, some, some are saying leadership, some are saying a general election, some are saying an extending Article 50, crash out without a deal, whatever you do, you hit a problem with, with every single yeah. one, uh, so that, that that's the big issue. The other thing is, people tend to see everything through the tinted spectacles of what they voted for, so Remainers say, oh the only way out of this is a second referendum, and the Leavers say, the only way out of this is to go without a deal, So nobody's re- and, that, and that therefore sums up the whole problem compromise, nobody has been willing to compromise. Mm. And MPs over there, uh, there's a, a growing anger I detect among our readership and probably your listeners yeah. too, um, who who are angry that the MPs haven't been able to deliver what they asked them to do. They're, they're, they're arguing over so many different things. You've got so many shades of red, blue, pink, green, yellow. You've got the hardline Brexiteers for whom only leaving with an absolute no links to the EU will do. And you've got those who want to stop Brexit altogether. In the middle, you've got people who can't agree on all sorts of things. And they're, so, all, in, and
2: they're yeah. all in the wrong for me, Tim. You yeah. know, because it is, as I say, and I'm not trying to be unkind here, but it's all about compromise, surely. Yeah. It's all about finding a middle ground. It's all about yeah. making it work. And that's precisely what isn't happening at the moment. So I think you're right.
7: And I think the, um, the, the problem, I suppose, stems back to, to two things. First of all, we lost any negotiating strength whatsoever the moment we triggered Article 50 without actually having any kind of pre-negotiations, any kind of pre-deal. We are, you know, free-falling without a parachute at the moment. Um, The other problem, simply, is that Theresa May set red lines that were far too extreme. So, you know, I voted to, 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 to remain the EU. But I, I think I can obviously accept the British people's vote to leave. It was very narrow. If you were a Prime Minister seeking to bring the country together, the one thing you wouldn't do is to set red line that was only there to appease Jacob Rees-Mogg. You'd instead accept that there are 10% of people on the Rees-Mogg end of things who you were never going to appease, 10% of people who were absolute arch-remainers, far more than me, who were never going to appease, but 80% of people in the middle who might think, do you know what, that's not exactly what I wanted, but that's about right. And that's a Norway. Now, I don't want that, but I also think that is something that many sensible people would settle for. So, yes, the sense that politicians are being too dogmatic, they won't compromise, is absolutely palpable out there, and, and I share that, that yeah. sentiment.
2: And what we're hearing this morning, though, from some uh, politicians on both sides of the aisle uh, is that there may well be a coming together if we get this third reading of the bill, if there is a third vote. Yeah. Now, uh, you may differ on that, and you may probably never vote for it, but, I mean, of course, this could have all been different if Theresa May. Hadn't had that election, um, and I was laughing yeah. um, at Nick Timothy this morning, writing in the Telegraph saying it's all her <laughs> fault. It's actually all his fault because yeah. he called the election. Yeah, the,
6: the, only, the only thing he said uh, uh, culpable to to his own part in that in that disastrous election was that he. Helped to, to devise the uh, social care strategy right. uh, where people would lose their houses. Indeed. Uh, um, yeah, no, absolutely
2: yeah. right. But, but I, I mean, tell us about what you think is going to happen tonight, David. We were hearing from Ross Campbell, our political editor, that there's a new uh, amendment, kind of currently being sort of put together by Yvette Cooper, which pretty much kicks into the long grass even further. Any chance of a third vote?
6: Yeah, well, that that of course is again what one one what asks the motives on that one. Is this all about stopping Brexit altogether? Well, that's the sense, or, or, isn't it? Or, yeah, that's what one thinks. I mean, it, MPs have voted to to have uh, uh, to leave only with a deal, not to leave without a deal. They've also possibly want to extend Article 50. What are we going to extend that for? If we extend it for two years, more uncertainty for business, more things not being done, we're talking about knife crime the other day, what's happening about knife crime what's happening about our schools, what's happening about our NHS, we don't hear much about that anymore, so all of that is going to be kicked into the background again, so we need to get this sorted fairly quickly um, and I think somebody's got to compromise yeah. well, that's I, right. think, so I think there's
7: a danger of that, because um, I think that's, that's a, you know, a, a tempting proposition yep. my, my sense is that I think there's a chance, then a what percentage chance that Theresa May will get her deal through mm. without much more chance, I think it's getting closer um, to that and the, it's a little bit like, you know, the the, the accused heretic during the Inquisition eventually confessing to avoid the torture only to find that next comes a few, the the, 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 the pyre yeah. um, and <laughs> being burnt at the stake. So if we think that few we get this off the table by voting for this and that it's all over we can get back to talking about mental health and trains and all the things that really really matter don't kid yourself. That is the entry into the real yes. horror um, where we're actually out of the well, European Well you say Union. horror
2: but I mean isn't it likely that we should be moved if we move towards the the end result which is whatever it is that we leave Europe uh, uh, under and then, and then so we in a customs union we can't get out of. So, so a well, rule
7: taker, not a rule maker. Well, we, well, all one the worst thing, of all. Worlds. Well,
2: one thing that we but we're not
7: talking about anymore. Well, one thing that we've, proved, well, anymore, well, thing
2: that we we've proven. Well, we still talk about it, but we can talk about a great many things. I mean, we talk for a living here at Talk Radio. So so That's I understand. About <laughs> all sorts of stuff. You know, we can throw anything in that you like. But the point is that you surely need to get on the road rather than wait for the traffic light to change to red when you know the traffic light's well, actually if, broken. If, we love all these analogies. Everybody's. If got it's one, a really crap road, don't join it. If it's a really crap road, it looks like the bridge is a bit dodgy and you don't want to get on the road. You're better off the on the bridge, roundabout, aren't you? And then you're better off, well that depends on who you are with the roundabout uh, <laughs> with, but that's another story as well. The bottom line surely is, is that you need to get to a point where you're getting somewhere and at the moment... The great British people who voted to leave are seeing you lot yeah. not doing your jobs, paid for by so us, there, wasting everybody's time. So
7: there's the thing, so the great British people who voted in two directions, a small majority voted for leave, um, will like me. Well, there's more than a million th- th- people th- th- more than. Th- there's a difference, yeah. Because, I mean, so le- le- leave won, for sure. Yeah. But the point is, you don't then take, and ter- because we've just established earlier on that there are different versions of leave, you don't just then choose to start off by picking the leave that maybe the 10% most committed voted for, uh Moggs and so on, you would find a middle way. And so the the Thing to remember in all of this is Theresa May's deal is objectionable for lots of good reasons, and it's not just about the backstop. It's about the fact that we're locked in a customs union and we have no say over the rules that are set. We become basically rule takers, not rule makers. This is about giving away control, not taking it back. But isn't everything whilst is also damaging, I mean, the everything is about economy. negotiation,
2: isn't it? And if you're clever and good at it, which I'm not sure uh, anybody in the current government is, you basically negotiate as you go along. And for everyone, for anyone to say yeah. that you're stuck in a customs union forever—you never get out. I yeah. think it's nonsense because surely you negotiate your way out of it over the course of time.
7: Yeah. So, I mean, and that's been much easier if we'd uh, begun these negotiations before stupidly triggering Article 50 for a political reason. Mm,
2: no, indeed. David, what do you see happening uh, over the course of the next few hours? I mean, uh, it would be nice if, if we had a clue as to what sorts of meetings were going on at the moment. You know, what kinds of alliances are being made? Are we in a new sort of place, as it were? Is, are we closer to a deal?
6: Well, intransigence has been the big word throughout this, whether it be Theresa May and her red lines, the uh, the hardliners on both sides of this debate, or the EU themselves who are not moving and budging. Um, Something's got to give somewhere. Uh, And it's a bit like a pressure cooker. Something's going to have to go. And where is the weak link? Will it be Theresa May resigning? Um, or being brought down. Well, she down, looks finished, that, doesn't she? She is finished, but will that happen before we get a breakthrough? Now, I, I, I suspect, you know, the, the, I, you had this talks about the DUP, again, also being intransigent in, in, in this sorry saga. Um, if they suddenly move over, then that, that, that will relieve uh, the pressure in that area and bring a lot of uh, ERG people over, and she could get it across the line. I wrote a piece about two months ago saying that she... Uh, she'd probably clinch it three days before uh, before yeah. the 29th. Yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? Well, but, I keep uh, asking
2: so everyone when the 11th hour actually yeah, is uh, and when the final minute of that 11th hour is and everybody's got a different but, answer. But
6: Theresa May actually said it herself. You know, the MPs have voted uh, to take no deal off the table, uh, but they don't say what they do want. And, you know, if, if the government can't get a deal with the EU... Uh, having got some kind of formula of their own, and the EU saying no, you can't have that; yeah. you've got to have this. Yeah. How can a parliament get that so, deal? I, that's I, the, that's and the and I agree,
7: and I think you know, it, it's important all this to be clear about what it is you are in favour of, yeah. not just being against stuff. And you know, people will disagree with me, but I am clear that Theresa May's deal is about as good as she could have got given the red lines she set herself. But um, but the, you'd the, never the, vote for but, it, but, uh, though, would you? well, I would vote for it if it was to be put to the people, mm. um, and I think that's the thing, the way out of this. My, my sense is that there's got to be compromise, but you've got to be clear about the thing uh, that you want to achieve at the same time. The thought that another referendum makes this more drawn out is to ignore the fact that if she picks an option or if Parliament picks an option that maybe two-thirds of those people who voted leave don't like, then the legitimacy will not be there. There'll be all sorts of complaints about betrayal and um, tre- treachery from within the Brexit camp. And the only way to settle this is about to say it to the British people: this is the best that the Prime Minister could get. Would you like to leave on those terms, or should we leave, or should we stay with what we've currently got? That is not a perfect solution. It's just the least. It's awful not an one. acceptable
2: solution because the people who have already voted, who said they want to leave, how, how can well more not,
7: democracy be unacceptable? It's not more
2: democracy. It is a it is a blight of democracy because what you should do, and here's where you get the clever bit from me, right? Go on. Here's what you do. You don't give them the choice of Remain or May's deal. You just ask them if they want to leave with May's deal. Or nothing at all. No, no, you don't No, you don't give them any other choice. You just say, do you like this deal? Shall we leave with this deal? And if they say no by a majority of one, one yeah. then I'm afraid she has to go and get a better deal. So just keep that, that makes it go on even longer. Doesn't matter. Okay. But it's fairer because you can't say to people they want to remain where we are because I said this to Caroline mm. Lucas. If you want to be specific about how you leave, you also have to be specific yeah. about how you remain. Yeah. And you can't be specific about how you remain because you don't know what the EU are going to turn into well, in, the in the next 15 I, in, years.
7: In a, well, in a sense, we, are, we, we know what the deal is, whether we like it or not. Yeah, um, but you don't know what
2: remain means, do you?
7: Uh, well, we know what it means at this moment. Of oh, course. I
2: see. Oh, so because you want to be specific p- about leaving... But you don't want to be specific well, about Romania. But we
7: know what the EU is, what and all. By Do the we? way, by the way yeah, because it's there, it exists. Um, well, it I mean, doesn't and, change. and by the way, we know what it was in
2: nineteen seventy five as well. It's a lot different now. Well
7: we know what it is in, in two thousand nineteen. And I'm by the way, I'm somebody who is a pro E a pro-Europe euro sceptic. I resigned from my party's front bench ten years ago when we when we had one, um, and uh, because because I am somebody who believes we should be in the European Union, but is critical of many of the things that it does. I just think leaving is very very dangerous to our economy, our security, and our significance in the world. Doesn't mean I'm not prepared to accept what the British people say. The problem is, as Parliament is now proving, uh, indeed the Brexit camp are now proving, David Cameron act a criminally asked a criminally vague question and. That's why we're in the mess now. I don't particularly want to point the finger what at... What should the question so, have to, been? Well, you'd need to be very clear about what Leave actually meant. Let's, well, what I, would I, the question I, have been? Well, so you'd, you'd have to negotiate some kind of exit strategy before you put it to the British people. The SNP, I'll knock them for many things, but when they had their referendum on independence, they produced a 700-page document mm. on what an independent Scotland would lost. actually... And they lost. And they lost, but at least people were voting for something that was clear. All that the Leave campaign was basically a, a lie on a bus. A lie on a bus? That was your line. That was what you're for or against.
2: Yeah. Well, we haven't got time to debate that, unfortunately, any further, but i quite like to talk about lying on buses, but that's another story. <laughs> Do I uh, to
0: lie in the sun, to be well, honest? Uh, <laughs> like
2: a lie in the sun, that's another one. Uh,
0: David Wooding, thank you very much indeed. Tim Found, thank you very much indeed. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals.
1: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham.
0: On Talk Radio.
2: everybody. Rep- Republican Mike Graham, we're live down in Westminster. The debate is underway already. It's going to take place from now until about 5 o'clock when they're going to vote on Article 50 and all the various amendments uh, which are going to go through Uh, John Burko, the Speaker's Chair, of course, the most important of which, as Ross Kempsel pointed out to us, has been uh, put in by Hilary Benn uh, and Yvette Cooper and Oliver Letwin. These are the people who want to basically stop Brexit from happening altogether. They make no secret of it. They don't uh, appreciate the fact that 17.4 million people voted to leave the European Union. They think it's a mistake, and what they want to do is basically not just have a second referendum if it comes down to that, uh, but they want to make sure that that second referendum is so biased in favour of remaining that they remain in the European Union. And the problem is, now, what they've seen is the best way to start that process is to basically delay absolutely everything. Theresa May would like to bring her bill back for a third vote next week this particular amendment coming from uh, Letwin and the like uh, is likely to postpone that happening uh, not just for this week and for next week but for probably the rest of March which means that March the 29th becomes a significantly less important date as far as leaving the European Union is concerned when at the moment under the law it is still a no deal Brexit on March the 29th regardless of what they talk about inside Parliament. Dipper says this a completely pointless Brexit uh, Article 50 debate where the same speeches will be recycled they should just get on and vote as we all know what the answer is. Uh, here's one from Legally, who says, what idiot thought the exact same uh, benefits would be obtained outside the European Union? The Green Party is an irrelevance to debate. That's talking uh, about Caroline Lucas, who was here earlier on talking to us about how she believes the only way through this particular impasse is to have a second referendum. Uh, Laker says, the Remain are sat waiting to see if their democracy fails them. If we have another referendum, there will be uproar and will split the country into bits. Order out of chaos, the 1% call it. And Samantha says, Ray, your earlier comment, I agree that much of the British public, myself included, don't understand the full ramifications to trade, etc., of a no-deal Brexit. Considering that, perhaps next week is now the time to vote Mrs May's deal through. Well, I think a lot of people are beginning to think that way. And that is why it's very possible that if there is a vote next week, Theresa May's deal may, in fact, uh, get the nod. But let's go to the phones now, because Peter uh, is in Folkestone and wants to talk to us. Peter, a very good afternoon to you.
8: Hello, mate. How are you?
2: Yeah, very well, sir. Sun's shining. You know, what could be better? Spring is in the air.
8: Mate, I'm spitting feathers. (laughs) They they say that, um, you know, if you don't learn your history, then you stand ready to repeat the same errors of the past. Mm. Well, 100 years ago, the Irish people were fighting against the British, and then the guns were put down, and the Irish people sent half of their crowd over to negotiate a treaty, and they went back with a treaty for the Free State, at which point... The uh, you know the Irish Provisionals then started fighting the Free Staters, and they had civil war in Ireland for the next three or four years mm. because they couldn't argue over the treaty with the third party between themselves. Right. What Mrs May's deal is doing is killing Brexit, and it was oh no, it's the o- it's the only way to start, but it's not because it's splitting the Brexit vote between the no-dealers and the take-any-deal that we can get at the daytime, mm. right? right? Which means that there's only one solid block left, which is remain. So un- unless we just let the clock run out until the 29th of March and leave as we stand today, <coughs> we're knackered.
2: Mm. And that's still possible, even though the amendments which are going through today might make that more difficult. Technically speaking, unless legislation is, in, is empowered and brought in, you know, we can still leave without a deal on March the 29th regardless. But I don't think there's much of an appetite for it politically. That's the problem.
8: Well, I, th- I think the simple thing, for, you know, Theresa May could do one good thing for the country, which is go away, catch a cold, retire to bed and stay shut the hell up for the next two weeks. And just let the clock run out, mm. because if she doesn't, then I believe strongly that we will have that Brexit won't be an option, because if we split the Brexit vote into the dealers versus the no dealers, then we lose. We lose the momentum that we've got to date and and it's all back in the washing machine and we're, we're nagging.
2: Well so are you saying what we should really really do is just shut up shop and just say right the house of parliament are now closed put a big yellow ribbon around it like they do to a crime scene and don't let anybody in
8: Well but well wouldn't that be a joy I mean <laughs> we'd save ourselves a lot we
2: of found weeks, answer, We found the answer Peter yeah
8: i would you know flat out straight wouldn't you like to be back in the studio rather than sitting that damn tent no i love it
2: no because the weather's getting better now it's going to be really nice in the next few weeks i'm quite happy to come down here every day but there's no question about it we're onto something here because you could also argue that a massive crime has been committed inside that building behind me and it's time to rope it off and declare it a crime scene and let nobody walk in there
8: god bless your heart mike
2: i think it's a great answer thank you very much peter in folkestone let's talk to mike who's in york hello mike Hi, afternoon, Mike. Afternoon, That's sir. What do you got for idea, us? That. Lose the keys. <laughs> well, either that will just lock them all in and take away all means of uh, communication.
9: Well, I think the guy had it there as well, though. Uh, best idea is for Corbyn now to put mm. in no confidence vote. I mean, let's face it, Rudd's going to vote for her, uh, no confidence in the government because she's shown her hands with, es- with the rest of the weasels.
2: Uh-huh. Um, the problem for Corbyn, though for, with that. The problem with that, Pardon? Mike, is that Corbyn could have put a no-confidence motion in today. He could have put that amendment in today and hoped that Burko would have passed it, but, but he hasn't. Well, it can
9: just stand up and just say, you know, I have no confidence and I call a no-confidence in the, in the people. Or yeah. the Scottish National Party can do that. Yeah. Any of them can do it. And the beauty of it is then, then May's got to go... Parliament is shut down for 14 days.
2: Yeah, only if she then... loses...
9: Well she's got to go and find uh, another government so she's got to go and find people that everybody's happy with. If she can't do no, it in no 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 only
2: if no only if she loses. I mean if she loses the vote. Yes, but if she wins the vote and you can't really I mean despite how crazy you might say the ERG group are in terms of wanting one thing and being single minded about it, they are not going to you know like be Turkey's voting for Christmas and shoot themselves in the foot and leave government are they? Well that's what they've done over the last
9: 3 days. Not ERG but all the rest of them. They've all voted against the, uh, the government, or sat and abstained. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening at all, though.
2: But my point is that you wouldn't necessarily, put a, you know, join the Labour Party and put a vote of no confidence through uh, about your own leader. Surely not.
9: Well, the, <laughs> the main thing is is that when if Corbyn did get in, if Corbyn did get in, just think about it. Mm. Uh, it couldn't do no. anything because we didn't vote for that. We didn't vote no. for this. We'll have two years before it can even take up office. Mm. It's an absolute shambles,
2: Mike. <laughs> it's couldn't make it up, couldn't you? You really like could. I dog's breakfast. I mean, just when you thought, I mean, I said that at the top of the show, just when you thought it couldn't get any more ridiculous, you know, it got more ridiculous. Well, it got more ridiculous when they got a £2,000 pay rise. Uh, yeah, well, that was the other thing that was ridiculous. Yeah, the other bit was, of course, the criminal uh, Labour former Labour Party uh, MP uh, who walks through the same lobby to vote as Dominic Grieve, the former Attorney General. Yeah. Probably. You know, well, she's a solicitor, though, isn't she? Well, that's she the main. Well, I'm rather hoping she's been struck off, having now got a criminal record.
9: No, no, only 13 months. That's why she only got three months. They were very clever oh,
2: right. on that one. No, yeah, well, you know, God bless the lawyers. There's far too many of them in my view. But listen, Mike, thank you very much indeed. And uh, Thanks to all of you who called in. We haven't got any more time, I'm afraid, uh, for any more calls. But we will be back tomorrow. Uh, we won't necessarily be back down here, though, because normally Fridays is a day off for the parliamentarians. They go back to their constituencies and, pre- and prepare to govern, or whatever it is they call it these days. But I think we've come up with the best idea so far. Declare the Houses of Parliament a crime scene, close all the doors, throw everybody out, put a big yellow police tape around it and tell them they can't come back in until March 29th, by which time we will have left the European Union by default. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. This is Talk Radio.
1: Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
2: If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app.